0: That you need from Him. Hallelujah. We come to lift you up, Jesus. Hallelujah. Magnify your name. The name that is above every name. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 There was a time in the Old Testament when they dedicated the temple, Solomon did, and they offered up praise and worship and sacrifice. And then the, the power of God came down and it filled the place. And it, the, the cloud, of, the glory of God was so thick that they had to, they couldn't do anything because His presence was there. I feel some pre- the presence of God here in this place today. And when God shows up, He just doesn't want to be a spectator. But He wants to do something in somebody's life today. I believe that. I believe that He wants to heal somebody today. Do you believe he can do that? Do you believe in the power of Jesus' name? Do you believe he can set somebody free today? That he can heal you, he can take care of your needs today? That's who we have here today. Jesus, we have to reach out to him and step out in faith and believe that he can do that. Hallelujah. I wonder if we can sing that song again, and I wonder if we can just really believe that for a moment. I feel there's faith in this place that God can do a miracle, that God can do a wonder. He can touch somebody today. And so as we begin to sing again, as we begin to worship the Lord, whatever it is that you need God to do in your life, why don't you just lift that need up to the Lord right now? Why don't you lift up that pain, that sickness, that disease? Lift it up to the Lord. Come on. Let the Thank healing power of God fall down in his place. You Come on, he wants to everything. set somebody free. And
1: will. Come on, let it work you. in you. Holy Hallelujah, Holy Jesus.
0: place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And all it takes, the Bible says, is two or three to agree in anything and he can do it. I believe the power of God is here. Do you? Hallelujah. We got to lift him up and exalt his name. Amen. And step out and believe that he can do it. Hallelujah. I don't want to leave the same way that I came. I need to get touched. I need to get refilled. I need the glory of God to come into my life and do something like he's never done before. But we've got to believe that. We've got to step out in faith. Hallelujah. Why don't we just lift our hands over this area. There's a need. We want to pray for them. Come on, the power of God is here. We're not on a set schedule. God can do anything, Lord Jesus. Lord, we plead your blood, God, over that family. Touch every mind, every heart, God, that your healing virtue would flow, God, that you'd work door. Open up doors. Hallelujah, Jesus. You can do anything, God. There's nothing too great or too small for you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, you are great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Not only is there lots of needs in the church, but there's lots of needs in people that we know and people in this world. Whether they realize it or not, I believe that soon that they're gonna they're gonna understand where they need to go. And I believe God's gonna lead them here to a place that preaches the truth, a place that miracles, signs, and wonders follow those that believe. Come on, we believe that, don't we? We believe in the supernatural. Amen, that God is preparing us for this revival, and he wants to send us way. We've got to be ready for that, and be willing to submit and serve in the kingdom of God, see great things happen. It's so good to see everyone here today to worship in spirit and in truth. Amen, I'm glad to be a true worshiper of God. Amen, that's who he's looking for, and he's here today. Amen, so don't leave here without him. Man, you'll be uh, get lost easily without God. Amen. Thank you for your continued giving to the kingdom of God, in whatever way you give—in person or online or text or whatever way, whatever form or fashion. God's God keeps account, man, and He loves a cheerful giver. Amen. It's so good to uh, see the Ro- Rogers back again. Amen. They're visiting. They came all the way down to see you guys. Amen. They heard you, crying out to them. Amen. So good to see them here. Amen. Um, a brief announcement about uh, Kids Church can be dismissed. Um, starting January 25th here at the church on Monday nights. So we calling it Marriage Mondays from 7 to 8. We're going to be playing um, a, a, a biblical uh, marriage series called Love and Respect. Amen. A biblical view of marriage. And uh, from here, from 7 to 8... And there will be child care provided if you uh, are one of those that have children. Just let my wife know so we can prepare for all those children. And um, a, just because if you attend, it doesn't mean your marriage is bad. It doesn't mean you're having marriage issues. Uh, it Just means you want to strengthen your marriage. Because the one thing the devil wants to do is get in between your marriage. And if he can do that, then everything can start falling apart. But we want to keep our marriages strong and healthy for the Lord. Right? Because the two shall become one. We're one. Husband and wife become one. Amen. And we want to strengthen our marriages. Amen. And uh, me and my wife uh, will be here. We want to improve our marriage and get it better. Um, we we read marriage books all the time. Uh, Not because I want to read them, but because we need to. And uh, I have to read. Oh, she's out of here? Okay. It's not me that needs it, but just kidding. Oh, there she is. Hey, babe. Love you. No, but I I make it a point for myself to read uh, at least one a year. One that I really like is called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. I have to remind myself that she's from another planet, and I don't try, still trying to figure her out. So that book helps out a little bit to decipher that language. But uh, marriage is a beautiful thing created by God, and He wants a strong marriage. I and mean, if uh, the husband and wife are strong together, they can accomplish anything, right? And man, so Mondays at seven, from seven to eight, beginning uh, the 25th, and um, hope you uh, come for that. Man, as we're standing, we can go to the Word of the Lord today. Amen. Hey, man, the uh, book of Isaiah, the 46th chapter. And we'll start reading in verse 9. The Word of the Lord says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning... And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. So no matter what's going on, God says, my will is going to be done. From the ancient of times, I've seen the things that haven't happened yet, and I'm still going to declare that my will is going to be done. Aren't you thankful that you serve a God who who knows the end from the beginning, that nothing gets by our God. He holds the world in his hand. Amen. I want to preach today from this title, The Trust Tour. The Trust Tour. Uh, Turn to a few people and greet them as you're seated today. Now, I'm going to age myself here, show my age, but in ancient days of America, there used to be this thing called free travel, where you could go anywhere you wanted and not be stopped and screamed, screamed and screamed at and shamed for not wearing a mask. Anybody around in those Daryl's days? Showing my age here. And so those were the days uh, weren't that we didn't realize how good it was. That's the old saying that you don't realize what you had until it's gone, something like that. Man, but we're believing we're going to be going back uh, at least better times. Um, and so when, when traveling, you are either doing it for, for business, for, for leisure, or maybe just because you have to. And when you go to a place that you've never been before, to see things you've seen in brochures or you maybe you've heard about, it can be quite an adventure. And if it's a popular place, uh, a popular tourist spot, there will be these things called tour guides. Anybody seen them out there? And They, they charge a fee for their tour, for their service that they provide. And I used to ignore them I, I, and say, oh, I'm not wasting my money on that. And I, I've got a map, I've got my phone, I've got my internet, and uh, I can go on my own tour for free. I'm the only one who thought like that. Things like that. But the more gray hairs that I get, the more I realize that I am beginning to learn and appreciate a tour guide. And now I can see the value in their cost as long as it's not exorbitant and, and ridiculous. Because a tour guide has already been there before. A tour guide has already walked that path many, many times. They, they know the ins and the outs. They, they know the history. And they know the backstories that you can't find from the from, from the locals. And, and they know the best places to eat when, when unseen, foreseen trouble shows up. The tour guide knows what shortcut to take. They know how to get around the dismay and the confusion and, and things that just kind of pop up and and, and try, to, try to shut the things down. A good tour guide knows where to go and how to go around it and find, get you back to where you need to be. And I'm over here exploring a city that I've never stepped foot in before. Walking down roads I've never been before and And I keep telling myself, this is great, and it is is good, even though maybe deep down I have no clue what I'm doing. Even after wasting many, many hours of of trying to figure out where to go and what to do, and and if I only accomplished 20% of what I had planned or what I had hoped to see, I can always tell myself it was a great day because at least I saved money from going on that tour. At least I didn't buy into that tour and I can save that money. I I sure showed them, didn't I? But then one day I signed up to take a tour, and uh, not uh, with me as the tour guide, but a real one. And uh, let me tell you, if you don't already know, a tour guide can be very valuable. A tour guide can be worth the money, whatever price that they're charging, because the things that you learn, you would not have found out on your own. The, the insights and the perspective the tour guide provides are invaluable, and, and what I found most valuable in paying the price is that the tour guide, with the tour guide leading you, it takes away the worry and stress. It takes away the stress. You don't have to leave your, your vacation an emotional wreck because you went on a tour with somebody who knew where to go. Because you try to do it on all on your own and you're in an unforeseen place, an unknown location, and, and sure you're gonna end up an emotional wreck. But uh, instead, if you get a tour guide, instead you get to enjoy every moment of that time there. You get to soak up every sight. You're not concerned about the traffic or which way to take or what to expect. Because you're following somebody who has already been there before. You're following somebody that has already seen the end of the tour and they know the destination and they know how to get there from point A to B and C and they've already been that way before. And here we are today, the third Sunday of this new year. And we're thrilled to wave bye-bye to 2020. And we've grabbed a hold of 2021 like it's our favorite tub of ice cream. And the things that have happened so far, we might be thinking, well, this isn't the flavor that I thought it was going to be. And so I want to pose a question today. Is anyone here a 2021 tour guide? Anyone here, 2021 tour guide? Anyone here already been down this road before? Anyone here has uh, that has already looked ahead and knows where and when this tour ends. Well, I'm here to tell you as somebody who has his name is Jesus Christ. He's already looked down this year. He already saw the end of this year happening. He stood on January 1 and he says, "I can see all the way to the end of 2021 and I see every event that has happened. I see every obstacle, every pothole, every Every danger, every detour, and I know the road to take because I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Jesus has already seen the end from the beginning of this year, and that's who we need to follow after because he's the only one who's seen it all. Our text says, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. And from the ancient times, the things that are not yet done, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Jesus has already seen the end. He's already seen the end of time. He's seen the end of of the devil and Satan. He's seen the end of this year, and he's already seen the end of this week. And the way that I see it is, you and I have two choices. We can choose to explore 2021 on our own as a self-guide, or we can choose to follow Jesus who's already seen this road, who's already been here before. He already went away ahead, and he's paved the way. And he's trying to order his steps uh, of the righteous people to follow after him. Why? Because he knows where to go, and he knows where to turn. He's the only one who's seen the end of 2021. And, and who am I to say, well, I'm not going to follow Jesus? I'm just going to make a confession that I'm going to follow him this year. So sign me up, Lord, because even though if things get bad, I've got somebody who's already been here before, and he knows which way to go. Without any shadow of doubt, I'm going to take that. I'm going to follow Jesus, and I'm going to make that my mission. Whatever happens, we're going to get through it. We'll reach our destination because he has already declared the end from the beginning, and who else can or who else has? Nobody. And so, why would anyone in their right mind not want to follow Jesus? Well, like any good tour, it comes with a price. And if you've got, you've got to be willing to pay that price. And and many people want to go on the tour. And they they know that they should, but they like the idea of it, but they never completely buy in, do they? Maybe they try to follow the tour at a distance and try to hear the tour guide and get some free, uh, free guides. But the Bible is full of examples of God leading people on different tours. The Bible is God's resume. We have a historical documentation of all of God's completed tours. All right here for you to check out for yourself and you read it and you decide if you want to follow Jesus uh, and that is why he gave this to us so that we can look at him. And do you want to sign up or are you going to navigate this year and this life all by yourself? down roads you've never been and years you've never even explored before. And all you got to do is to compare your decision-making skills and and your self-guided tours and compare those with His way. That might help you decide which way you should go. Uh, I did that many years ago. I was the best self-guided tour guide there was for my life. I would go where I wanted to go and and do what I wanted to do. And the tour that I was leading seemed to be going so great until I found myself in a place that wasn't on the map that I drew up for my life. I don't I don't see a dungeon here. Why would I want to go to a dungeon? Why would I want to go to a place or a, a, a lifestyle that uh, I'm not free and I'm bound by, by something? And, and uh, why would I want to go there? And uh, how in the world did I even end up here? Things are not looking too good down here, and, and I don't like what I'm seeing, and, and I don't want to be here anymore. And so that day, I finally came to my senses and confessed that, that I probably shouldn't go into the tour guide business. And so I retired from that, and I cried out to Jesus Christ for help, and guess what? He came down to me where I was at. He came down to that dungeon, and he reached out his hand to me and said, Come and follow me, and I will lead you out of this life. I'll lead you to a better place. And he led me out, and he pulled me out of that miry clay, and I'm here today living a life that I know that I would not have. If Jesus was not my tour guide. That's just me. Maybe he's done something similar for you. I kind of get the idea. Maybe he has. But I'm so thankful that I'm here for it because of his grace and his mercy. That I'm following after him and letting him be my tour guide. And since that day in the dungeon not once has Jesus left me or forsaken me. Not once has he done it. Not once has he said, okay, now you're on your own. I pulled you out. Now you need to go on your own and, and figure things out on your own. No, I'll confess, there's been times where I've left him, but he's never left me. I've ignored him, but he's never ignored me. He's a, he hasn't left me. He's always been there. And, and so looking into this year, 2021, why would this year be any different? Why would this year, uh, why would Jesus bring me this far and bring us through 2020 to say, oh, you're on your own this year. No, that's not who he is. That's not our God. He's not going to leave us or forsake us. uh, His resume does not say that's who he is. He's always going to be there. Even in the uncertainties of this year and the future, whatever that holds. But let's read a review from someone who went on a trust tour with God. Because reviews tend to shed a little bit more light than what the advertisement says. The advertisement can look good, but you start looking at some reviews and you're like, well, I'm not going on air. And so it sheds some light on the experience for people that haven't been on it before. And so anybody else here like looking at ratings and reviews before you uh, make the choice to buy or go somewhere? So this review comes from a guy his name, his name was David. He didn't put his last name on there. That's fine. I wouldn't do that either. But his name was David and he gave the trust tour a five out of five stars. It sounds like a good tour to me. And he says here in Psalms 37, "The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Wow, talk about a review. Talk about a testimony of God. What kind of fool would I be to read that and say, oh, I can do better on my own. This David guy, it seems from his confession that he was on the trust tour most of his life. Because he had said, I have been young and now I am old. And what does he say? He says, I have not seen... The righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Wow, what an observation. Not a single righteous person that was left behind. Not a single righteous family that was forsaken. Every righteous person was taken care of. Every righteous family made it to the end of the tour. That's the type of tour that I want to go on. I know he's going to be there for me. I know he's going to make a way. Even when there seems to be no way. According to David's eyewitness account, that's an incredible testimony. Not a single righteous person forsaken. So sign me up for that tour. Put my name on that list. Where do I sign? Because I don't know where to go, but I know Jesus does because he's already seen the end from the beginning. I'm here at the beginning. I don't know. I can't see it in the future, but my tour guide can because he's already walked down that path. Because he is the only one that has seen the end of 2021, and only he has declared the end from the beginning. So this trust tour, this trust tour seems to be the one that I want to be on. And so what is the cost? Tours always cost something. And so here it is in a nutshell. You need to retire from being a tour guide. And you need to join this tour and let Jesus be your tour guide. That's it in a nutshell. And, and, and let's be honest here today. That you're not doing a good job, as good as you think you are. We're the only one who tells ourselves that we're doing good. There isn't anyone that's going to go on your tour, sorry. Because we are all our own self-guided tour guides. We're all doing our own tour. Why am I going to go on your tour? Why am I going to give up my tour and follow you? Uh, The world is full of self-guided tours, and and we're not joining your tour because your life's a wreck, and I'm not following you. And I'm not joining, uh, and you ain't joining my tour because unless you want to end up in a dungeon like I did, you're not going to follow me either. And so we're all out there doing our own thing, and the only real tour that is worth joining is the Trust Tour. And to join it, you need to throw out all your maps. You need to get rid of your compass and forget about all your shortcuts and put put your opinions in the trash can uh, because there is only one tour guide, and his name is Jesus, and he is not a respecter of persons. It's his tour. He's the one that's leading his church through this time and he's not a respecter of persons. And that's a nice way to say he doesn't want to hear your opinion. You can ask questions but he doesn't want to hear your opinion because he's a tour guide. He knows he knows where he's going and he knows what he's doing. And so he knows what he needs to do on his tour. And so if you want to go to his kingdom, it's got to be his way. If you want to see the kingdom of God, you got to listen to what he has to say because he knows the way. If you want him to lead you, then we need to zip it and let him lead us to where he wants us to go. And we need to listen to what his instructions are. You can go on a good tour, but if you're yapping, you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. And you'll, be, you'll take a left when the whole tour goes right. And there will be a nice bus there waiting for you. And so if we want to be on the tour, we've got to learn to zip it so that we can listen to what he's saying. God's talking, and, and, and are we talking at the same time? And, and so it's that simple, but it, but it really never is, is it? It's easier said than done, isn't it? You wouldn't think that with reviews and ratings, that the, the trust tour has that, and with that only fa- only fact that Jesus is the only one who can see into the future, who can, was the only one who can see the end from the beginning, you would think that we, brilliant human beings, would learn to just zip it and follow what the Word of God says. So here's the cost one of the costs, initial cost of joining the, the tour John 3 and 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Like it or leave it, that's not my, it's not my tour. It's not my kingdom, it's not my rules, it's not my admission fee. No, that's what Jesus is saying. And so either you're going to sign up or you're going to leave. Either you're going to be born of the water or you're going to go do your own tour. Either you're going to be born of the Spirit or go figure things out on your own. That's what Jesus said. If you want to join the tour that he's taken, you got to be born again. And the apostles, the ones who... Walked with Jesus, slept with Jesus, ate with Jesus, was taught by Jesus for three and a half years. Anyone here can say that they've done that too? Anyone here is alive 2,000 years ago when you literally got to walk and talk with Jesus and him teach you what to do? So by your silence, I'm going to say that we are in in agreement that the apostles knew exactly what Jesus wanted. They're the ones who knew exactly what Jesus wanted and wanted them to teach, and they knew what he meant. They understood his insights. They understood all the language and things and the commands that he was teaching them. They knew exactly what he wanted. And so, what what do they say? Uh, I say that their opinion is better than your opinion. I say the apostles' opinion is better than my opinion because I wasn't there with Jesus. I trust their words more than I do your words. And I trust the apostles' words more than I trust my own words. Why? Because I wasn't there. Jesus taught them, and so what Jesus said is we need to zip it and listen. And what he, what his apostles said is that uh, we should. Uh, Follow in his words. And he, Peter says in Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It, again, it's not my kingdom. It's not my tour. Peter was there with Jesus. And so who am I to say Peter got it wrong? Who am I to say Peter didn't know what he was talking about? Who am I to say Peter was confused? No, I wasn't there, and so i got to trust his opinion. And also Jesus said, Peter, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. He didn't give me any keys. And so you know what that means? That means I just need to zip it and listen to what the Word of God says. Because my opinion ain't going to matter one bit, only to me. And so if you wanted to join the, the trust tour, you need to repent of your sins and, and confess to Jesus that you've made a mess of things and you're, you're going uh, to retire from that and you're going to start following him and following what his word says. And then once you repent, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. And if you haven't done that today, you need to get on tour and get on with the program, what the word of God says. Because you need to be baptized in Jesus' name if you want to see the kingdom of heaven. We've got warm water. We've got robes. There's no reason you cannot get baptized in Jesus' name today. That's a commandment from him. It's not from me. And then he says you need to be born of the Spirit and receive the Holy Ghost. Uh, speaking in other tongues, that's how you know the Spirit comes in your life. Things change. Not of your accord, of your power, but of God's power. It comes in. When the Holy Ghost takes over, you lose all control. Especially you lose control of your tongue. And, and that's how you know that Jesus is filling your, your, your body with his Spirit. That's crucial because the trust tour is a Spirit-led tour. We don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. We don't walk by the flesh, we walk by the spirit. And so if you're going to follow the tour that Jesus has taken through 2021, it's a spirit-led tour. And you got to have the spirit in order for you, if you're going to know where to go. Because he's going to give out commands. He's going to tell you, take a right, turn left, go here, go there. And he speaks through the spirit. And if, if you're not have the spirit, you're going to be missing out on some things. And so this is a spirit-led tour. And so we need to plug into the spirit like never before. Because I don't know about you, I don't want to miss out out in any directions. I don't want to miss out on some advice that God has given. I don't want to miss out on, on some instructions that God has for us to go. And so once you've joined the trust tour by being born again, there are some guidelines that help you stay on the tour. A lot of people join tours and then a lot of people are like, oh, look at that. And they start, they wander off. And they don't stick with the, the tour, the tour body. Wherever the body's going, that's where you really want to be. Because you see a, a flashy sign or something, or or a, or a McDonald's or something, and and you want to go and we'll, we'll we'll run off here and get something. And we'll catch up with the tour later. Well, hopefully, hopefully you do. Maybe they took a couple turns. You don't know where they're at. And so uh, once you're on the tour, you got to stay on the tour if you want to get the best experience. And so the rule number one is guessed as you guessed it. You got to zip it. No more uh, crying or complaining. God doesn't really like the murmuring and all that stuff. He don't mind questions. But when we express our opinions on how things should be, and this is the way I would run things, well, you can go run your own tour, and you'll be the only one on your tour, as we find out in life. So he says in Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren... By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's a very that's reasonable. That's the very least you can do to stay on the tour is to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Again, it's not my tour. I'm just reading the instructions of the guide. It's not my kingdom, not my commandments, but, but to stay on the tour... We need to live a holy and righteous life. And that includes your body and your actions, as we just read. And it needs to be acceptable to God, not acceptable to me, not acceptable to the person in the mirror. Oh, yeah, this is fine. Well, is that acceptable to God? But God, I, I think we should do this. Or uh, I need to go here and do that. Or this is what I feel. Again, the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. And so if we ever learn just to trust in God, trust in him who's leading this tour, and listen to what he says and obey and, and to show up and to participate and to get involved and to join the tour, then it's going to be okay. Then it's going to all work out because we're all going to make it there in the end because Jesus is leading us. And he is the only one that can see the end from the beginning. The young fledgling nation of Israel was living in the abundance of God's blessings. The very best that Egypt had to offer. They, they lived the best. Its finest land, its most cherished location was called Goshen. And the people of God were living there, living living a blessed life, many, many, many hundreds, of year, many years they were living there, and things were great, no problems. I mean, they the best food, the best economy, best things going on, and no problems at all in Goshen because they, they were there as the children of Israel living in them. But that all happened because God sent somebody ahead to prepare the way for them to live there. If we don't if we forget how we got here we're going to be in a world of trouble If we don't for, if we forget the people that went before us that, that prayed and that sacrificed and that gave up so much that you and I could be here sitting in this building, sitting in those seats. We can't forget where it come from because God sent them before us so that you can have an opportunity to come here to raise your hands and to shout unto God and to feel His presence. People went way before us and sacrificed so much more than many of us have sacrificed and so I'm just blessed to be And I don't want to forget about the people that gone before us that paid a sacrifice uh, sacrifice for us to be here. And the same goes for us for future generations. Who are we to sit back and gobble up all the blessings and say, this is all for me? It's not for us. It's for somebody else. It's for the next generation. It's for the sinners that come through those doors. That's why we're praying so the sinners can come and experience what we experience. That's why we're fasting. That's why we're seeking God. That's for other people. We're we're just blessed to be here because somebody else prayed before we got here. And so that's why it's on us now to carry the torch for somebody else. If we're content where we're at with how everything is with us, is just us four, no more, how do we expect revival to come if we're happy the way things are? Either we want more people to come, either we want revival to come, or we're just going to be happy this way. But if we want more people to come, there's going to come at a cost. It's going to come at a sacrifice. We're going to have to be willing to say, God, help get me up. Help, Lord, help me to seek you. God, stir my heart. Give me a righteous hunger like never before. Baptize me, Lord, with a fresh anointing. Why? It's not for me because I want to see more people come to the kingdom of God. So Goshen is where they were living, all because God sent somebody ahead to make sure they'd get there, because that was their destination. To get it. how else is uh, uh, the the children of Israel, who were really enemies with with Egypt? They hated shepherds. They they were the Bible says it was an abomination to Egyptians, to the lifestyle of 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 farming and living off living as a shepherd. But yet how is it that all these shepherds come and live in the best land of Egypt? That that can't happen man's way. That can only happen by a supernatural plan in place. And and God sent somebody ahead to make sure his people would be taken care of and that they would not be forsaken in such a time. And and so God sent somebody ahead by the name of Joseph, the second youngest of Jacob's children. God gave this young man a dream that his brothers would bow before him. And that thought in itself would, would, was was ridiculous to think back in that time. Because there ain't no way the older brothers would bow to a younger brother. I mean, it hardly happens today. But uh, back then, especially uh, because of, of the lineage and heritage things, like the firstborn was, was – the one that took over. And the, the youngest one, they wouldn't serve that. They wouldn't listen to him. And so that's why you see how ridicul- ridiculous it was is because when the younger brother comes tells his, his ten other older brothers, what are they doing? Did they take it nicely? Did they like, oh, man, that's a great dream, little bud. Hope that comes true. Eh? That wasn't good. That wasn't happening on their watch. They were not going to be bound to their little brother. And so uh, Joseph told them, and the, being the nice big brothers they were, they faked his death and sold him into slavery. Such, a, such for that dreamer. We got to get that guy out of That ain't going to happen on our watch. But little did they know that God used such a terrible situation to promote Joseph into the palace of Egypt. But before he got there to sit on the throne to be second in command of all of Egypt, Joseph had to be thrown into a pit and thrown into a prison. We don't mind the idea of being second in command of Egypt. But we ain't going to go through a pit and a prison to get there. That's our attitude. That's our opinion. And that's why God says just zip it. And if you let me do it. You'll be sitting sit second command in Egypt, uh, and so he had to be thrown into a pit and into a prison. But he did not give up, and and what helped him through it all was this: God knows. God knows. God has seen the end from the beginning. God knows where I am. God knows my condition. He knows what I need. And some of you might be feeling that right now, that, that maybe you feel like you're thrown into a pit, or, or a financial pit, or emotional pit, or, or a spiritual pit, or, or feeling like you've been abandoned in a prison all alone. What you need to grasp a hold of today is this. God knows. God knows the end from the beginning. He knows your need. He knows your hurting. He knows the pain that you're feeling. He knows your struggles. God knows. And if we can cling on to that concept that we are not alone, that will help us get through whatever comes our way. Because we're on this trust tour with God and he's the one who sees everything. I don't need to worry about what direction we're headed. I don't need to worry about which way to go. I just need to make sure I'm here close to him and I can hear his voice. That's all we gotta worry about is making sure we can hear his voice because he's the one who's who has to decide where to go. Not me. I just follow the crowd. I just follow the follow the tour body and where they're going, I'm gonna go. I don't wanna I don't wanna be a, a run astray from the, the tour crowd. Musicians, if you would come. And so, we have to understand and accept the fact that, one, we're not tour guides anymore. That Jesus is the one true tour guide. There's only, uh, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's one body, one spirit that we're all baptized into. And so, he's the head of the body. And so, we're here uh, and Jesus is the head of the body. That means he's the decision maker. He decides where this church is going to go this year and how we're going to get there. And he understands and he knows because he's already seen the end of the year. We have to understand that we are not alone. Even if we're in a pit, we're not alone because God knows where we're at. Even if we find ourselves in a prison, God knows how to get us out of this place. We just have to accept that we are on the trust tour because God's timing is perfect. And when the moment is right, a hand comes down into that miry clay and lifts you out of that pit. And and deliverance opens up the door to your prison. And you'll be brought out of whatever happens in your life. How? Because God knows. He knows. And God knows the dreams and the promises that he gave to you. He hasn't forgotten them. Sometimes we forget when they don't happen immediately. God gives us a dream or vision and it doesn't happen in 24 hours and we just kind of put it on the shelf. Uh, it's been something I eight. But God doesn't forget the visions and dreams he's given you. He hasn't forgotten the promises that he's spoken to you. He hasn't forgotten about the prayers that you're praying, that you're building up a memorial before him. No, God knows he hasn't forgotten. We just need to keep on trusting in him. We need to keep on living by the word of God and listening to the spirit of God so that he can lead us to where he wants us to go. And so just like the dream that he gave to Joseph... They, too, will come to pass. I believe it. But it's just only a matter of time. Do you know what it took for Joseph's dream to come to pass? What did it take for that one man's dream to come to pass? God had to send a famine throughout the whole world because some young boy had a dream. He plagued the whole earth because Joseph, this little boy, had a dream that one day his 10 brothers, his 11 brothers would bow before him. What a crazy dream. Yeah, what's even crazier is God believed it and God backed that up because God gave it to him and says, how am I going to get the people of Israel to Egypt to bow before him? I got to plague the whole earth for one dream to come to pass. And how many dreams and visions has God given us? Just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it's not going to. But God's getting things ready, and I believe God's going to be turning on and open up the windows of heaven and pouring out his spirit. His will is going to be accomplished, and we're going to see the great and mighty things happen of God. It's just a matter of time. We just got to keep holding on. We got to keep on believing. We got to realize that Jesus is leading us, and he knows the way to take, and he knows where to go. God had to send a famine through the whole world because a little shepherd boy had a dream about his brothers bowing before him. I'm going to have to starve the entire world in order to get everybody to come to Egypt because I've sent Joseph ahead and I put him second in command that he can have favor upon the people of God. We don't know who God has sent ahead. We don't know who's there waiting for us to show up and say, I'm going to give you guys divine favor. Why? Because God has made, sent me here. God has opened doors. We don't know who God is sending ahead for the church of the living God. We just have to understand that God already knows. He already knows the way to take, and he knows the end from the beginning. And so uh, God had to starve the entire world in order to get everyone to come to Egypt, specifically those ten nice older brothers. You would think that after what they did to Joseph, that Joseph would pray, God, send everyone but them. Let them pay. But Joseph uh, admitted, he says, what you guys meant for evil, God meant for good. Why? Because God knew. God was already four steps ahead of these brothers. God already was preparing the plan for him. And so uh, he had to starve the entire world. Then, Then if he had to starve the entire world to fulfill one boy's dream. Don't think for one second that the dreams and visions of God that you have had are too small for him. Don't think that they're not going to come to pass. If, if God has to turn this world upside down to send the answer to your prayer, are you going to be okay with that? Are you going to be okay uh, taking a sacrifice or, 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 or giving extra to God in order to see your dream come to pass? You see, we want to pray things and we want results immediately. We don't even think about the cost. But I believe that if God has given you a dream and a vision, that if He has to, He'll turn this world upside down. And don't think for one second that He won't, because, oh, we're trying to figure it out how to fulfill our dream on our own. But here's a better alternative God knows, let's just join His tour and let Him lead us there. Let's just follow after him. Let's just live according to the word of God. Let's just get up and seek his face in prayer and study his word and figure out where we need to go today and do it again tomorrow. God, where are you leading me today? I need to hear your voice and feel your spirit leading me. How's my son or daughter going to come back to church? God knows. But God needs somebody here for him, doesn't he? God needs people here that'll say, God, I wanna, I'll teach them a Bible study. God, I'll help pray them through. God, I'll, I'll be a vessel. God, if I have to, I'll give them. I'll be a blessing to him. That's what God needs in the expecting of his church. If we're expecting all kinds of sinners and backsliders to come through the doors, we gotta be ready for them. We got to be willing to say, God, use me. God, help me to teach a Bible study. God, help me to reach those lost souls out there. And because if we're not willing to do it, who's going to do it? God, going to send a sinner to an empty church? So, how's our family going to get to the church? I don't know, but God knows. Where are they coming home? I don't know, but God knows. Uh, I'm not going to give up on them. I'm going to keep bringing their names before the throne of God. Why? Because he knows where they are. He knows the condition of their life. He knows their heart. And God knows what needs to happen. God knows. And I believe that we're going to see our prayers answered. I believe we're going to see sinners come through those doors. I believe we're going to see backsliders uh, come into this place. I believe we're going to see the day when our friends and family members come down to this altar. And they get a hold of God again. Because God knows. God has seen the end from the beginning. We just got to be here and be ready for it. You stand with me today. Our theme verse for this this year is Isaiah 52. It says, awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion, put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city, for henceforth there shall no more come into the clean the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. You see, that's what God needs the church to do is just to awake. God needs the church to be alive and active and healthy and brushing off from the dust of the of the past year. And I believe that if when God sends those people here, we gotta be willing and ready to, to meet them. After God starved the whole world, Joseph's brothers finally showed up and bowed before him. If God has to turn this world upside down to accomplish his will, are you going to be okay with that? Will you stay on the tour if things get bad? Or will you go go your own way and say I'm going to start my own tour? If we see turmoil and uncertainty, what are we going to do? But what if God's plan for revival is turmoil and uncertainty? Are we going to be okay with that? Are we still on board for revival that no matter what the cost is to you and me, no matter what the cost is for this world, we may see uncertainty, but God, what if he sees revival? In the past few months, I'm seeing and I'm sensing the turning taking place. Not just in the world, but also in people's hearts. They're starting to turn to Jesus. They're starting to look to the Word of God, something that is sure, something that provides some hope and faith and certainty in an uncertain world. People are turning to Jesus like we don't even realize it. Because just recently I saw somebody confess. This is what they said. I grew up atheist and agnostic, but now I see that we need God. If that's what people are saying out there in the world, are we okay with what's happening or what's going to happen or who knows what the future holds? Will we be okay with that as long as people are turning to God? I believe that we're going to see the day when even more and more people are coming to God. But we've got to be ready for them. We've got to be prepared as a church of the living God to, pre- to disciple them, to teach them Bible studies, to say, hey, this is how we do things around here. Tony, telling you, God knows. God knows what He's doing. And we need to trust in Him. This is not the time... To be on the fringe of the tour group, I want to be hanging out on the edge where you 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 don't get to walk on the sidewalk because you're you're out you're on the edge of the group. You got to walk in the street. It's not the time to be on the fringe. It's time to huddle up and get as close to Jesus as possible. That's where you want to be. We are in unprecedented times, and I believe that God is going to use whatever's happening in the world. I believe that God is going to use that for His good. Why? Because it's His will that's going to be done. All things are going to be done according to His good pleasure. We just can't see that far ahead, but God can. He sees the end from the beginning. If you've paid any attention to any, any semblance of the news out there, I know we're on the media fast. But in case you've been completely unplugged, Washington, D.C. is on lockdown. It's over 25,000 troops shut down the whole city. The public is not allowed there anymore. Armed, these troops are armed and they've been given the orders that they can shoot and kill Americans. This hasn't happened In a very long time, in America. Last time they say this happened was during the Civil War, 160 years ago. And so what's going to happen out there? I don't know. God knows. I know somebody who does. I I know somebody who has seen the end from the beginning. And and I'm going to make sure that I'm sticking close to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to keep my opinion to myself. And I'm just going to say, God, lead me. God, help me to get through this. Help me to go where you want us to go. It's not time for me to start babbling and whining and complaining. It's time for me to listen to the Spirit. And let Him lead. Because He's the only one here that knows where to go. He knows where you are and he knows what you're going through. But will you trust in him? Will you forget about the direction and start listening for the voice? Will you say, God, help me to be a part of the church? I want to be connected to the body of Christ. I don't need to be uh, uh, off on the edge. I need to be connected that I can feel the heartbeat of the church because that's where God is and that's where he's leading us. And so you've got to be willing to trust him and say, God, I, I'm retiring from my own business. i got to follow after you. And as crazy as things may get, this year, next year, whatever, we don't know. The truth is, is that we're here today, that we are called to the kingdom for such a time as this. You didn't have a choice when you were born, but God says, I see you, and I want you there in 2021. I need you to be there in the church at the end times. You could have been born 200 years ago, but you weren't. You are born here, this time. See, the greatest revival this world has ever seen, the greatest outpouring this world has ever seen. And if God has us positioned here at the church at the last times, that means he wanted you here. He's called you to that chair. He's called you to this church. And he's got a purpose for you. He didn't, he didn't let you be born so you can sit sit by and watch everything happen. No. God's got a ministry for you. God's got a plan. He's got a purpose. And we've got to be ready. We've got to awake. We've got to prepare ourselves for the revival that God is sending us. And not to be on the sidelines, but to be involved. I would ask you those that are praying for revival, we need to pray for that. But also, Be praying, God, use me for that revival. I can pray for revival and I can think, oh, Pastor will take care of everybody that comes in. He'll teach all all hundred of them Bible studies. If we're praying for revival, we also got to be saying, God, send me. God, use me. However, I can. However, I can reach that people to help them in these last times because uh, we're not called to the pew. We're called to, to serve and get involved. If this world is going to be turned upside down so that sinners will turn to God, the people of God have to be ready for that. We've got to be prepared. We've got to be expecting them that this is the Sunday that they come through. And if they come through, I'm going to pray with them. I'm going to teach them. I'm going to take them out to eat. I'm going to baptize them. I'm going to give them a bow. Bible study, we gotta be ready for the end time revival. Come on, I believe God's gonna do that. Will you step out in faith today? Will you step out and say, God, I'm not in control, but it's your will to be done. If there's anything in your life that you need, God, today's a good time to step out and say, God, you know me, you know my pains, you know my hurts, you know my struggles. I'm surrendering to you again today, Jesus. Will you step out in faith today? Come on, there's people that are that are hurting people that are need a healing people that need to be prayed for people that need to be delivered but will you be willing to help them will you pray the prayer of faith will you step out in faith today ready to pray them through we're rating on revival I wonder if God's rating on us Come on, God's calling us He's calling us to awaken, to rise up, to assume our positions, and to be willing to sacrifice whatever the cause. We've got to be ready to receive them, ready to pray them through, ready to To rebuke and bind those spirits that are hindering them. We have the power. We have the authority. We are the people of God. We've got to be ready. Come on. God wants to do great things today. He's trying to prepare us for what's coming. Moe, he's not going to leave us and forsake us. Let's get rid of all the My uncleanliness, of righteousness. God purge us, Lord. Created us no a clean heart.
1: Well, renew the right spirit in me, Jesus.
0: If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' I name, today is a good day to fear. do it. Let somebody know. Hallelujah, come on, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Jesus. We trust you, Lord. We don't have to worry about the future. We just got to follow you. If you're dealing with hopelessness, if you're dealing with fear, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of us. worship Him one more time. Let's lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. You'll never leave us or forsake us, God. You're always there, God. Help us to draw near to You, God. With our whole heart, God, we'll find You. We'll be there with You, Jesus. Order our steps, God. Awaken us. Help with us, help us Jesus, to be ready. This end time revival, God, no matter the cost, No matter the condition, God, we're ready. We want to see it happen. Amen. it's comforting to know that your GPS won't mislead you, won't steer you away. These fancy phones, even still these things, reroutes take you off the wrong path and you end up in the wrong place. Jesus is never going to leave us or forsake us. He sees the end from the beginning, and we know we have to trust in him. We don't understand it. We don't know what's going on, but God does. We just got to be faithful. That's all he wants. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. If we're faithful to God, he's faithful to us, and he'll see us through.